You are listening to the Hello Sport Podcast. Welcome back to the Thursday pod, being recorded on a Thursday of all days. Now, off the top, as we sit here on a couch in Byron Bay, sunny Byron Bay, this was to be the WAGS pod, but we had too many margaritas last night and everyone got a little bit, you know, either cuckoo or drowsy. Mainly drowsy. And we thought, you know what? Let's save the girls for another day. Let's put a pin in the girls and we'll come back to it. They just, look, they run out of puff is basically the long and the short of it. Yep. There was also some biffs on that needed watching. We needed to watch some biffs. And I was more than content, Tom, on my holiday Mm. to put the feet up Put the mic away and enjoy a nice, stiff, and yayo tequila. Correct. Correct. Wanted to give the girls the best opportunity to represent themselves and and us, you know, and by trying to force them into a podcast while they're full of margs and drowsy, tired, just didn't seem right. Well, yeah. You, you're right, though, because we need them to represent us mm. with aplomb. Yep. And I don't want to roll out Elsa. If she's going to give a mediocre performance, yep. it's not fair to her, but more importantly than anything, it, it reflects poorly on me. Mm-hmm. It's bad for Brand Edward. Yep. And I'm not about that. And Brand Hello Sport. Yeah, that's right. Equally and Brand Shane sport. Keith Productions. And Brand Shane Keith, Brand Tom, to a much, much, much lesser extent, Brand Tobler. <laughs> but Brand Tobler's important. Brand Tobler's a brand nonetheless. Don't you worry about that. Um, but we he, we are here, Byron, Eddie. Like we're we're in a lovely place, which is nice. It's got lots of room and lots of space, and we can you know, we got a pool and shit. It's lovely, but unfortunately, punters and dribblers, it's blustery, overcast, and kind of fucking cold. Yep, that's probably how I'd sum it up. Mm. But we're not to be deterred. No, God, no. We won't be deterred. We knew coming up here that miracles would be required in order to see the sun. We got a we got a pinch of it yesterday. That may well be the miracle of which we spoke of. Yeah, and I wasn't here for that miracle because our flight got delayed. I can't see I can't see it improving. No. I can't see it improving. And the quicker you come to terms with that punters and dribblers, the quicker that you can go, you know what? Maybe the weather won't be on our side. Fuck it. And you just let it go. Yep. That's where the gold is, baby. When you let it go. Let it go. Enjoy yourself. You know, make the best of a bad situation. I will say, again, flight delayed. Thank you, Sydney Domestic Airport. One of the great shitholes all time. I also want to shout out the bomb detection unit for... As we're approaching the like, you put your bags through the scanner, you take your belt off, all that sort of bullshit, you walk through the thing. Steph's got Zoe on her, in the carrier asleep. So we're doing this like ultra, like, you know, Mission Impossible, trying to steal a fucking treasure thing. Like slowly trying to take off this carrier whilst holding Zoe on her chest to just like keep her asleep still because sleep is golden. We managed to do it. We're like, this is fucking, we're on it. Then you have to just walk through the, the little beeper thing to make sure you're all good. We make it through the beeper thing. We've got like maybe seven or eight of those tubs because it's just a family with fucking two kids. You just got so much shit. So when you know when you get to the other side of those things, you're like, I am 
under the pump to get all my shit back on and in the right pockets and fucking get out of here so I don't cause like a traffic jam, a pile up. Oh, it's a race. It's a rat it's race. It's a race. And you see people behind you and you're like, sorry, bro, this is going to take a minute. So as we've come through, the bomb detection unit, the BDU, have pulled aside Steph. They've identified Steph standing there with a fucking sleeping baby on her and gone, ma'am, you've just been randomly selected. And I've looked and I've gone like, are you... I get you doing a job. So I, I only said it, me and Steph like shared and knowing, I wasn't going to have a crack at someone doing their job, but I'm like, this has got to be the worst use of bomb detection unit I've ever seen. A mother with a sleeping fucking nine month old on her. And then as she gets to the thing, the woman goes, now just hold your arms out like this. And she's like, how the fuck am I going to do that? She's like, oh, and then the woman with her is like, no, 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 sorry. You don't have to do that. And it's like, Okay. Thank you so much. Look, the BDU you need to get this shit together. It's as simple as that. Yep. I am going to go out on a limb and make a prediction or, you know, make an assumption that the BDU has never once got a positive result in the fucking in on in in these shores in this country. Mm-hmm. I don't reckon they have. So if you've got how long have they been doing it for? Ten years? Yeah. If you've got if you've got ten years worth of negatives, maybe the woman with the baby in her arms, like pick someone else. Yeah. You know what I mean? I don't think anyone gives a shit if you pick someone else. I don't care when I get picked, right? I when I get picked, I'm like, this is it, this is fine, this is what it's about. Yeah, pick me. But like a mother with a fucking baby that's asleep and then you're asking her to hold her arms out. It's like, what are we actually doing? I remember I was late for a flight once when the BDU first came in and they were like, oh, can we just pull yourself for a test? And I go, can, like, can I say no? Because I'm in a fucking rush. I'm like, yeah, of course you can. I'm like, perfect. And like, went to leave and they're like, but then you won't be able to board your flight. I'm like, oh, okay. Well, okay. So this is like compulsory. Yeah, don't say, <laughs> yeah, you can then. Because that's just stupid. Well, you misled me. Yeah. And now I'm collecting my bits and my bobs yeah. and I'm about to go. And you're like, oh, no, sorry, you can't get on the flight. Like, I'm here. about to hightail it. Now I'm running because you told me to and I've got people chasing me. Yeah. Because no, you misled me. That mis- the BDU is fucking all at sea at the moment. But anyway, that's just airport, you know, to and, and fro. And well, and sort go. of. I just, I need to go back to the airport quickly. I'm happy to go back there. Just because I feel like I need to. It was a fucking shit show for me. Mm. I don't know what it is about the airport and me. I don't know if we're allergic to each other now. I don't know what the fuck's going on. But every time I go there, it's a fucking absolute zoo. It's a shit show. And I ask myself, what's it? how's it come to this? What's going on here? And mm. they're like, staff shortages. I'm like, okay, staff shortages. There, there, there isn't a desk that isn't attended, right? So I don't know. That's doesn't appear to be a staff shortage and then every single security line was running and the line was fucking biblical <laughs> if you were to line up in that thing from start to finish if you got there four hours early and you and you didn't have an excuse to cut the line like you know 90 percent of people that's a 45 minute to an hour line comfortably comfortably lines and- are just i don't have time for lines but if you're running if all magnitude. the security things are open i'm like where to from here yeah, like what's next? The Harbour Bridge built extra lanes, planning for growth. Mate, we got. I got. I'm because I'm so fucking scared of that shit. I'll. We get. I try to get there a little bit earlier, and as we're rocking up, the line to get into the airport is like wrapped up all the way up mm. past the Maccas and shit. I'm like, oh my god, we're gonna be late again. Oh for fuck's sake, I'm gonna have to get out and walk. What a fucking shit show this is. 
six in the morning, not in the mood. The Uber driver, shout out to him. He goes, don't worry. I know a shortcut. And I'm like, right, I can't. Like, what shortcut do you know? He's like, trust me, bro. I'm like, right, whips out, goes up, makes a left, and then finds this sneaky little tunnel that goes underneath the traffic and then back up the other side, and then you can wrap around, go up the ramp. There you go. He cut out half an hour. So to that man, I say, you're a genius. And to the cabbie that taught you about it, if you invented it, you, sir, deserve a knighthood. Will you also now remember this moving forward? Like, you'll know the way yeah, to go I'm, if you I'm driving. being a little bit cagey about it. I don't want to, you know. Well, you've had your run-ins at the... I'm not telling the world. No, no, no. Like, I want to know. And then you, you haven't really... You've sort of tried to explain it. But no, it's not something that you want to start giving out like a secret tunnel if you found it in Mario Kart you want to win the race you don't want dude to- I'm not telling people about the secret tunnel I found at the airport no. that's, that'll save you 45 minutes I'm not telling anyone about no, that tunnel except me it's secret <laughs> except you the punter and the dribbler are going to have to work it out themselves yeah because quite frankly I don't care enough for you <laughs> like I love you all but you know what I mean listen when it comes to getting into the airport it's a bit it becomes competitive again you know what we're all just we're all just rats at that point and it's like which rat knows a secret tunnel? Some rats do. Some rats do. Some rats don't. And I, I'm here to tell you, those rats are the ones that survive. No one's setting lap records on Mario Kart without knowing a couple of secret tunnels. It's like, it's oh, like, oh, right. You want to beat my lap record on Wario Raceway, but you don't know the secret jumps? You're not going to win, bro. You're not going to win. I can, I can do a six-second lap. It's going to take you minutes. You know what I mean? So, digest that. Yeah. Anyway, we're up here we're and up. life is good. Life's lovely. Um, again, not the ideal weather, but life good. Byron good. We were saying just before as we were walking around, Byron has a very bushy, bright-eyed, bushy-tailed, fucking exciting holiday vibe in the front-facing element of Byron. You know, the the... Almost like the public figure, you know what I mean? Like, but then if you, you just can tell getting around you that there's an underbelly of like fucking. Under the hood. Weirdness. Yeah. Weirdness. If you actually lived here and like people who have probably lived here for like, you know, since they were kids and grown up, you'd know about old Mackie McNulty or something (laughs) down on something, something way who's, you know, was in prison and got some weird, there's just some weirdos getting around everywhere. Yeah. Some like, what happened to that Hayes kid vibe? You know what I mean? There's a lot of that, like, I'm looking for Theo every time. I'm not, I'm not making light of it. I'm genuinely fucking keeping an eye out for him when I'm here. I can't help it. Yeah, look, you walk past, you know, a creek and you, you just, you have, a, you have a glance. You can't, you double take. You do double take. And again, not trying to not take taking, the piss here. Not, uh, that's and we're not taking the piss because I actually, the, there is a creek that I've been walking past and I've looked every time. Every time. I'm like, maybe, maybe I'll see Theo. Did they check in there? I like to think they did. We and I have sort of we've we've we cased the joint. We've cased the joint. We've gone over it. We've we've given it some deep thought. Like to think they've worked the bushland in which we're referring yeah. to. Like to think they've worked it over. Can't be sure. Wasn't here. But no. like to think they have. And we haven't spoken to anyone leading the investigation. No, we haven't. This is all purely speculation. Yep. Uh we are punters and dribblers up here. I don't even know if we've told people why we're up here. I think we did once. Maybe we did. We're up here for, 
for a charity golf day, basically. Which starts in like now. Between like artists, musical artists, and industry. Now, Tom and I have been invited, quite frankly, we're not sure why. We are, it was difficult, supposedly, for the organizers to even place us because we're not in the music industry, clearly, and no. we're not artists, which. There's also, there's multiple versions of the poster, some of which we're not on. So I feel like we've definitely, someone's pulled some strings to get us in here. Yes, I think that's exactly what's happened, which I'm okay with. I couldn't give a rat's ass. I still maintain that we should have been on the artist side of the yes. bill. Yep. I think that what we do requires a level of artistry that few possess. Yep. And I think with that in mind, it would have been nice for our skill set to be recognized. Exactly. Exactly. Now we are, you know, we've sort of been, we've been lumped in with the suits, which... <laughs> You know, whatever. That's fine. Well, it just it doesn't sit right. It doesn't sit right. If we look, what we what we do pride ourselves on is the ability to straddle both worlds like a fucking bucking bronco. And so I got one leg in camp suit, one leg in camp artist. If I must, obviously, as we've said, we identify as pure artists, but with the ability to straddle the the corporate world when necessary. Look, we're we, you know, we're we're fairly comfortable with the corporate world as evidenced by the fact that we bend over often for the corporate dollar. Mm. We know how to, you know, please a suit. Listen, I put can, it that way. I can I think what makes it what works well Eddie between you and I when we're trying to sort of please a suit is that you have a lot of like the businessy jargony shit that you can sort of like, you know, they ask a question, I can sort of just go a bit quieter and then you talk about the NASDAQ or about fucking mm. exchange rates. Yeah. Inflation. Suits love the NASDAQ, dude. Dude, that's all, that's all it's about. It's all NASDAQ, stocks, bear markets, bull markets, yeah. dude. I'll be rocking in there day with, with, a, with a lot of bear market rhetoric. Yeah. And, and like fucking, you know, MJ Bale talk, you know? Yeah. Yeah. P. Johnson Taylors. P. Johnson, who's your tailor? Yeah, who's our tailor? Where'd you get your business card done? Yeah. What sort of fucking office printer are you running these well, days? What sort of ink? What sort of ink are you using? How many fucking sheets per minute, SPMs, are yeah. you running on that thing? Yeah, yeah. Um, what's your what's your blue chip stocks yeah, looking yeah. like? You know, XL that sort of shortcuts? thing. XL shortcuts? XL shortcuts? You know, tech's in a really bad place right now. It's, it's undergoing a tremendous revaluation. Yeah. You know, crypto's up against it, but what's the long-term outlook well, looking I mean, like for Well, I mean, crypto's it? up against it now, but like, is it really all coming back? Is it know? coming is back? It... Where do you see NFTs? What's the future of the NFT? Is this like the tech bubble burst of 1998? Or is it something new and different, you know, and fresh? The dot-com boom, Eddie? I mean, yeah. You know, where's Wall Street at? Where do you see inflation in the next six to 12 months? I mean, are these interest what? rates just going to keep going up? Is, mean, there an end, is there an end in sight for this? Is monetary policy up to it anymore? Does, uh, has the RBA been short-sighted? That <laughs> All the while, we've had at least two gummies and we're barely hanging on. <laughs> Yeah, I've had yeah. more than I've had. I've had a gummy too many. Um, I'm you off know. looking at birds. While <laughs> uh, you know, few or four, four or five techies under the belt. And <laughs> couple of tea. Yeah, couple goal of today is to keep a consistent buzz on from about one till whenever we call it, which is God knows when. Yeah. Now the golf swing. I haven't hit a club since we pumped Simmy and scope and yeah. scope. 
what, three months ago, two months ago? I'm not sure. I think I may have played once with my old man and my brother and it was fucking disgraceful. Like bad, bad, bad. And you know what I'm most terrified for? And by the time punters and dribblers are listening to this, it will have already happened. So just know that. But I'm terrified for the first tee. I hope we're not, I hope we're off relatively late. I'm happy to be late. I just don't want to, I don't want to be first, but I also... Could you imagine if we get shoehorned into being first? You know what, Eddie? Some t- if, if we get shoehorned into being first, we just got to rise to the occasion. But I can see myself just pushing this thing into a fucking bush. <laughs> it's more about the top that I... <laughs> yeah, you know what? As long as I... If, I if just, it gets aerial, give a fuck. Yeah, if I can just get onto it, I go, well, listen, you know what? I didn't account for my natural slice. That's my own fault, but it's also like... Sometimes power equals slice. But as long as I can just get onto one off the top, if I hit the first one good, I'm happy to have a horseshit day. I don't care. No. I also hope we're together. I've been over this many times. I would find it, you know, bizarre, bizarre in the extreme, in the extreme is exactly what yeah. I was going to say. Yeah. If we were to be split up because yeah. we are a duo. Yeah, you yeah, know, I mean, you sort of we don't do as well on our own. Definitely not. I think we're we're stronger together. You know, we are the sum of our parts. That's right. Um, and what good's a fucking you know a remote without a battery, or an iron without an ironing board? Yep. A ping pong table without a ping pong ball and racket paddle or net. You just got you just dealing with a table then. Pool table without the pool balls. Yeah, you get it. Punters and dribblers, you get it. I also wouldn't be surprised if Tom and I went out there today and fucking like absolutely smoked it yeah. and came away with the chockies. That yeah. wouldn't surprise me either. Get chaired off. <laughs> That's what I'm. I wouldn't be surprised if that happened. If we got chaired off. If we got chaired off. Nine holes as well. You know, Spotify so like, under one shoulder, fucking Rolling Stone under the other. Yeah, and then we're holding fucking you know Bernard Fanning's like asking for photos. Yeah, That's and we're like we not not right now, Bernard. We're, yeah, in the sorry, throes, we're, we're in the throes of victory here, bro. <laughs> in a minute, Bernard. For God's sake, don't ask again. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hell, mate. I'll, I'll go to water if I see him. I'm not a big, like, star guy, you know. Are you a fanning guy? No, as in I'm a big... I fucking love Powderfinger. I love Bernard Fanning. He's like one where you're sort of like, holy shit, that's Bernard Fanning. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Bernard's a big name. Oh, he's a big dog, dude. It's Bernard fucking Fanning. Powderfinger. 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 Great name. So that's where we're at, punters and dribblers. Um, I'll be sort of flopping around at Splendor tomorrow, I think, for a little bit. Me and Earls will go out there and see what's what. Are you going to be out there? Do you reckon you're going to go and rip? Well, we'll just see what happens. Get through to the gorillas? Maybe. I'm not going to say yes or no to anything. Yeah. I'm jealous. I'm I not that sort of operator. Bad, but for some of you that may be new to the podcast, I, uh, Tom here, father of two, husband to one. Uh, and so there's not really much chance of me going and fucking rip. I'm going to do some ripping and tearing tonight. And then I can take it or leave it with Splendor. Like if I would have gone to just see the gorillas, which is like, that's fucking very loud what you're doing with your mic there. Buddy. Sorry, mate. Um, but they're playing at like 11. So I just, 11? I think they're the last. Well, maybe it's not 11. That would probably be wrong by me. They are just the last act. 
on Friday night. Again, see how we go. Yeah. See what transpires out there. If it's piss and rain, then you can beat it. Yeah, I'm catching up with a mate as well. Simmy P, shout out to him. Manly's playing against the Dragons, I think. So I'll be able to make a nice little evening of fucking Byron vibes. Just a beautiful night in. Yeah, beautiful night in. Cook some dinner. Slash maybe get something delivered. Probably just get some Petrus. I know. I wouldn't overthink it. I wouldn't be overthinking it. I wouldn't be overthinking it. Punters and dribblers, we are brought to you by Neds, the best betting platform in town. Um, tell you what, if you've been following along on my profile, because obviously I've been overseas, so I've just been whacking up my bets for about even on the Neds profiles app. You'd see some... I, th- I seem to bet better when I'm not around people and I'm just able to eyeball the talent on game day, see what's happening. It's when I'm able to be as, as, as gifted as I think I am. So basically what you're saying is it's a lot harder to bet almost a week in advance. That is games. what I'm saying, yes. Yeah. Yeah. You know, for example... You could say it's also a 24 hours before a game though, right? No, because if you're putting your bets in on Wednesday morning and there's a game Sunday night... There's also a game on Thursday. Yeah, but that, I'm not talking about that one. Right. I'm talking about the other games where maybe, you know, Nathan Cleary doesn't play yep. or Hines doesn't play. Yep. Well, Nathan Cleary did play, but Hines doesn't play. Yeah. You get caught out. You do get caught out. You know? You, you do. You get caught out. If you follow along on my prof is what I'm saying is yeah. daddy. They are calling me daddy value, and I didn't come up with that either. It's embarrassing. How many bets you get on the weekend? Two. I got three. <laughs> well, <sighs> but you're not a dad, so they can't call you daddy value. Dad of a dog. Well, you... Mm, they could call you doggy style value. Doggy value. I don't know. It doesn't really have the same ring to Why? it as daddy value. You're being pettist. Well, it's not pettist. You aren't a father. I'm father of a dog. No, you're not a and father tonka. of a dog. No. Yeah. No. Yeah. Shout out to Neds. We love you. Shout out to Neds. Uh, you can follow our profiles on Neds. You can also join the About Even group um, where the you know everyone's sharing their bets in there and shit. I actually followed one of Gurus yesterday, uh, which was a Joey Manu away. Yeah, it didn't get up. No, it didn't. He was very lucky that his unit scooper got up. See, I've got a bone of contention next. If that was me, there's no way I'm getting given those nine units. No, but he's no, but he's got it on, and the bet stands. Yes. So it's live. The bet's right. live. Well, I'm just saying, I don't know that I would be afforded. This is what Tobler and I were discussing anyway in the green room. I know this is still a live read. This is a bone of contention. I don't think that I would be afforded the same graces where apparently I'm not getting... So fucking, you think the bet's void altogether? Well, I'm saying you have been robbing me of units even though all my bets were going up last week. Well, no, you, we robbed you of two bets. Two. Right. You didn't put one up for the Titans game or whatever it was, and you didn't do a unit scooper. That was all you robbed But I for. did the bets. I no, just you didn't. didn't. You didn't put them up. They went on your profile. They, they weren't went on there. my profile? No. Well, I'm going to show you. There was one game where there was no profile bet. There wasn't. I went through it last week. You didn't do, you didn't do two bets, and you lost fucking well, two Tobler units, told that's me, it. Tobler told me I, none of my, all my bets are void because they're not online. One of them. Okay, so Tobler doesn't that, even listen. You're right, so that's the problem. That's a problem. We've we've now uncovered. The you didn't do a unit scooper last week. That was void, so you lost a unit. Yep. And then there was one other bet out of eight. Okay, well, so Tobler's lying. Then. Yes, Tobler's lying to you and I. Correct. Well, he's lying on your behalf. Shocking. Thanks, Neds. Cheers, Neds. Fuck you, Tobler. Now you win some, you lose more. For free and confidential support, visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. Punters and dribblers, it's the most generous podcasters of all here, Tom and Eddie. Here to look after the punter and the dribbler and their drinking needs. Mm. It's still rosé drinking season. We know that. 
It's worth having a couple of bottles laying around. Yeah, I don't expect you to drink it in the driving rain, but I just went outside and the sun's out, baby. Oh, really? Sun's out, bum's out again, and it's fucking hot out there. I'll be losing the jacket, Tom. Mm. I can promise you that. So you need a couple of cases laying around your digs. You just do. Well, it's certainly when you've got guests, you're entertaining. Hey, come round. A couple of Sheila's come round. You want to be able to crack a bottle yeah. and impress? Yeah. Of course you do. Now, you're going to get 50 bucks off each case if you use the code MANLY. That's a gift from Tom and I at hellosport.shop. Six bottles. You're getting $50 off hellosport.shop. You're welcome. You're welcome. You're welcome. Be prepared. Yeah. And if you're not prepared, you're prepared to fail. It's not the saying, but it's all right. Fail to prepare, prepare to fail. Got it. Last night was good. We uh, we went and had some dinner at Bang Bangs, which is fucking great food. I'll tell you that much for free. Phenomenal chair. It's an efficient establishment. At least it was for us. The fucking Margies were rolling thick and fast. I was rocking a Tommy's. Tommy was rocking a Spice Tommy's. And the food was prompt and delicious and nutritious, and it just rolled out in orderly fashion. So shout out to Bang Bang for getting us through, for getting us nourished for what was to come. Mm-hmm. Because when you sit down to watch No Limit Fights on Fox, in our experience on KO, that's the that's where we like to do our work. You need a bol- a body a. a a belly full of sustenance, Tom. Is that fair to say? Uh, dude, it was exactly what was required for us to get, I mean, as close to horizontal as you'd get in this weather. So it was probably at about, I'm going to say maybe like 130, 120. Uh, that's degrees um, of horizontal of lay. And post up on the couch with some añejo, some gummies, and our girls. And then they went to bed and we sat there and just watched well, they were there for they were there. They went to they went to bed after Simi's flight. They watched Simi. They like what they got all the way up to Simi. The girls like Simi. They do. They wanted to check out how Simi went. Now, I mean, first off, Ashton Sim, uh, Tariq Sims, Miss O, Ashley Sims, she fought some chick. No disrespect to the other chick, but that was how I remembered the name, and she got knocked the fuck out. Knocked the fuck out. The last fight she was in, Ashley Sims was like one of the best female fights I've ever seen in that it was just a brawl. I don't know that either of them were like high-end technical, not knowing much anyway, but they beat the fuck out of each other. I thought it was a rematch. It wasn't a rematch, but Ashley Sims got fucking like... She was sort of... They were stopping the fight as she was kind of knocked out and then the chick just landed one more and it just dropped her to the ground. It was brutal stuff. Yep. It was brutal stuff. It was a war, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. A war, that's for sure. But she got fucked up. <laughs> like, there's nothing else to really... No. I don't know how she wanted me to call that. No. Other than to say that it was pretty brutal to see. But it was good. Yep. It was really good. Then what about the one with... The one that was a fucking cracker was that... Uh, the Irish guy and the Islander fellow, Ioani? Foley. Was it Foley and Yuani? Yep, something like that. And it got stopped for bleeding, but like they were going at it. It was a fucking great night of fights. That was one of my, the best No Limit cards I think I've seen for like enjoyable biffs, top to bottom. I would say so. I would say definitely. The boys went out, and girls went out there and just threw down. Mm. It was fucking hilarious. Yeah. I was loving every second of it, especially with a bit on board. I was I was in a good mood yeah, to... We were chipper. To marinate. We were chipper. 
It was a lot of fun. Then our boy Jordan Simi taking on the grub Justin Hodges. Wasn't sure what to expect. No, well, listen, we we our financial. I knew what I wanted. I knew what I wanted to happen. We had uh, a little wager on Simi to win. Now I don't want Simi to hear this and think that we're in any way disappointed with the result from a gambling perspective. Now we are, but that's not. You know, it's not his fault. No, Technically, it's, it's he's part. He played a part in it, but it's not. It's also Justin Hodges' fault. Well, he pl- sure Simi played a role in his loss, and we're not upset with Simi for no, that. We're not. We're just merely pointing out that we'd invested money in him. We had. We we saw a prize pig, and we thought that That's, thing's going to win the show. Yeah, this thing's going to win the Dubbo show. Now, in the fullness of time, as it turned out, you know that investment didn't pay off. No, it didn't. The pig came second. Yep, and where we leave with our our pockets empty. Well, we don't leave it with that. We don't leave with a gong. We don't leave no. with first place medallions, the ribbons, and, and we don't know, leave the with photo glory. in the in the paper. That's all right. That's fine. Simi went in big and thick. One oh nine, one oh nine kgs. He's a big motherfucker, isn't he? That's a big boy right there. That's a big, big boy. There's not many people one ten and above, and he's not fat. You know what I mean? He's just he's just no, cat. no. He's, he's just, just a big, he's, thick boy. He's a big frame. Yeah. And I thought when I saw that, I saw the reach, I saw the the height, the weight. I thought, okay. I've never been able to get Justin Hodges getting flatlined by Darcy Lussick out of my brain, and so ever since then, anytime Justin Hodges is fighting, I've always thought like he's a he's he's a chance of getting fucking knocked out here. Now that either either he's improved, which I'm sure he has to some degree, or Darcy Lussick is just a real motherfucker. In fairness to Darcy, he did also fight Gal. That's that's a good point. I do think that he's improved quite a bit. I remember in that first fight against Lussie, it was more haymakery. It was a bit like... Yes, definitely haymakery. A bit more windmill But vibes. I feel like that's almost what you need to do when you're fighting. Because like, neither of them are doing like slick boxing. So I was, I was kind of hoping for Geordie. I was like, I'd like for him just to get in there and just swing. Just swing Francis and Garnu style. Hope that one connects, and then it's good night, nurse. Well, that's what we were hoping. We were definitely hoping for a good night, nurse. He tired pretty quickly. You know what I mean? Well, and I, you saw it on the um, a lot of the YKTR stories and shit like us. It was like the vape king. You know, Simi the vape king. It sort of got the better of him. Vape lung is going to make it tough to go with a Justin Hodges or anyone really. In it. Yeah, it's going to it's going to make it really tough. Vape lung is not doesn't go well with elite sport. I don't think. No. Just running an eye of things last night. I don't think vape lung helps Simi at all. But I think he's better for the run. Put it that way. Certainly. I think he goes back to the drawing board. He assesses what worked, what didn't, and you know maybe puts the vape down, gets to work, comes gets to back work some yeah, bigger, better, faster, stronger, and. You know, ready for his first dub ya. But he sold the fight well. He got around a lot in the Hello Sport hat, which we appreciate. I we love that. I think it worked for him. Well, I think that that... You, in From no a marketing s- perspective. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, absolutely. I think that's certainly probably attributed to a large portion of the pay-per-view buyers was just that the Hello Sport hat was seen throughout, you know, and it was like, oh, yeah. Yeah, look, people were, were looking to buy a pay-per-view, but it was free, and people still wanted to pay because... Yeah. because he was rocking a Hello Sport hat in yep. the promos. Yeah, literally. People paid and it was completely free on KO. So <laughs> So work that out. That's the power of the hat though. We know that. We know that hat you know, it comes with power. 
the hat comes with power. We know that the hat comes with power. Now we move on to Sammy Goodman. Well, I don't even. Yes, we do, but also, you know, I don't really remember much of Sammy's fight. No disrespect. No, only other only to say that Sammy got the W. Yeah. Sammy Goodman, bit of a cult cult uh, hero. Oh, oh Sammy Goodman. Good, uh, 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 and then it goes something like that. Yeah, it's and just it's repeated. that beat. Now, for those of you going, what the fuck are you guys talking about? I didn't watch the fights. If you didn't watch the fights, you're silly. But he is a local product, ninth in the world in in one of them, in one of those divisions, in one of the boxing fucking promotions, ninth in the world. Um, they were fighting last night for the WBO Intercontinental Oceana. Oceana. It started off with the Oceana WBO Intercontinental IBF. It was fucking ridiculous. Belt of the region. We're yeah. like, good lord, that's a mouthful. It's a mouthful. But anyway, Sammy Goodman, a local boy, Central Coast, the gong, and he's got a shitload of fans who just rock up to all his fights and cheer him on. So good for Sammy. He got a win. Good for him. He beat some guy who was a former world title contender, a bit older. Sure. Main event, main event, main event, main event. Big fight, big fight. Nikita Zhu, the butcher, and Ben Horn, the larvae. Fucking good fight. Fucking good fight, mate. Butch is a butcher. Butch has got butcher in him. He is fucking jacked. He, he reminds me a little bit of Gennady Golovkin in his appearance and his thickness through the middle. Mm. He's trunk. He's trunk. If it, as it were. He butchered the larvae early. Like, well, like the way he was hitting the larvae's body was akin to Rocky pounding slabs of meat in a butcher. In, in the, a butcher's cool room. In the, in the, how many rounds were there? I think there were six. I can't remember. Maybe there was, let's assume there was six. The sixth and final round, the larvae, Ben Horn, had been hit 94 times around the body. Like he'd been, he'd landed 94 fucking body punches. Dude, the punches were ripping, dude. He was absolutely ripping him to the body. It was ridiculous. Could you imagine getting punched 94 times in the side? That would fuck you up. And Ben was like, you know what? After the fight, none of them hurt me. I'm like, okay, Ben. Well, that's fucking impressive. Ben is a tough cunt. Ben is a tough cunt. Now, like, I'd, there's I'd no ha- other way to put it. I'd hate to see the state of his internal organs today. And, you know, how mushed they are. If they're not mushed, I'm not here. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Simple as that. He took some fucking punishment throughout that yarn. And it was it was like, oh, my God, is he going to drop him? Well, in the final. And then he just kept walking forward. And in the final round, at the end, I'm like, oh, my God, he's going he's gonna to knock him out. Dude, if that round went for... A minute longer, he could have stopped Zoo. He fuck, he rocked him, dude. He rocked him. He had him wobbled, and yeah, I mean, you're not saying saved by the bell, but it was. It, Nikita was the most hurt of either of them throughout the whole fight. Ben never looked like like Ben was getting fucked up at times. Uh, he never got properly wobbled though, like Nikita did at the end. He got fucking rocked, dude rocked he was the most wobbly yes definitely but it, like clearly won the fight but it's like you know you know it's like in in fights where there are rules and shit you can but if it's like a fight to the death you're like ben looks like ben might have won that one that's literally honestly if they were fighting to the death 
I think Ben Horn wins that because his ability to take a body shot, to take a shot to the head and keep walking forward was very, very impressive. He's a man that's prepared to go out there and go, you know what? Mush up the organs. I don't care. Don't need them. Don't need them. Don't need my organs. He's that sort of operator. Now, if you're prepared to go, I'll sacrifice my organs for a W, then you're in trouble. You're in big trouble. Yeah, you're in big trouble. As evidenced by the end of the sixth round where it was looking for all money like Nikita Zoo was going to get knocked out. Now, there were calls from Ben at the end to run it back and do a, a Horn Zoo 2. I don't know if we'll be seeing that. No, I don't. But I would watch it. I'd watch it. I'd definitely watch it. I don't know. You know what? Maybe because the fight was good now, it's a little bit more needle movie. Like as in maybe they do go again. Or maybe it's just one they can always do again. But it's like, you know, Nikita's trajectory and the Larvae's trajectory in terms of, you know, careers. I don't think the Larvae has much in front of him in terms of boxing. Like Nikita might be his zenith. That's like that was that's the end of his journey. Well, I don't think he's gonna be pushing on towards world, world title fights. No. We were saying it's like if you go to someone's fight record, like Canelo Alvarez's or something. The there's you go back right back to the start. There's always there's there's plenty of blokes on there that you have to beat on the journey to greatness. And maybe Ben is just one of those one of those stepping stones for for a young Nikita yes. on the rise. Nikita stepping on the stone that is the literal stone. The literal stone that is Ben Horn. Benjamin the Larve Horn. It was good to see three and Glenn in the ring last night. Three and Glenn, Glenn Rushton, the Dolphin Palace fame uh, boxing trainer. Back in there for, for, for Jeff's little little brother, little kid brother. And Jeff himself in the corner. Jeff was there, Tim was there, three and Glenn was there. It was fucking glorious. And a, a wily old dribbler pointed out that Nikita's coach also a Glenn, and this was the second Glenn Bowl we had. When Nikita, when when Tim and and Jeff fought, the coaches were two Glens, Glenn Rushton of two N Glen fame, and the other Glen of one N Glen, and he took Glenn Rushton's N after that. He has since taken another of Glen's ends after last night. So I'm not, I can't remember how many ends Glen had left, but I'm thinking he might have lost all his ends at this point. Well, I'm trying to remember, was he a 3-end Glen or a 2-end Glen? See, this is where I get sort of bogged down yeah. in, the, in the minutiae of it. This is my account, punters and dribblers. I'm happy to be proven wrong. If he was a 3-end Glen, he's now a 1-end Glen. If he was a 2-end Glen, he's now a Glee. He's a Glee or a Gleh. <laughs> Will he be a Gleh? He'd be a Gleh. Because Glen, Gleh, yeah. says stop short. No, he's a Gleh. If it was that he started with two instead of three, that's for you know that's for you guys to remind us of. Glenn Rushton, or he can take the end from Rushto and be Glenn Rushto. I don't know whether I'd allow that. You wouldn't allow it. No, I wouldn't allow that. You can't borrow Peter to feed Paul. No, nah, you can't. <laughs> you can't borrow from Rushton to feed Glenn or Glenn. <laughs> so there, well, that's official then. You can't you can't borrow from Rushton to nah. feed a Glenn. No. Nah. <laughs> nah. I'm glad we cleared that up. Um, but yeah, dude, congrats to the Rose Boys to No Limit. It was a hell of a biff. Hell of a biff. Um, we also had our first episode of All Talk 
on SEN. Uh, go to air last night with the great and powerful and horny and red James Graham. That's available on the SEN app right now. The YouTube, the full YouTube will be up on Hello Sports YouTube channel on Sunday. We'll put it up on our uh, channels on Sunday as well. But um, very pleased with it, I thought. I think that, that it was a great yarn with our boy Jimmy, Jimmy James Graham. Um, the extended version will be on our podcast as well. So obviously it has to be sh- uh, sort of shortened to some degree for radio, but the full and uninterrupted version with big boy Jimmy will be on uh, our podcast channels, YouTube channels, at Al, at Al, at Al. It will be Sunday, 6 p.m. on our Sunday, channels. Sunday, 6 p.m. at Al, at Al, at Al. We also jumped on to, we had a radio interview yesterday. We did, mate. We've been busy. Yeah, we have been busy. We just fucking... We just come up to buy and we're still working our dicks yeah, off. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Doing this podcast on radio last night, you know, talking to, what is that show, Tom? Oh, the the Run Home with the Joel run and home. Fletch. That's it. But yeah. Fletch wasn't there, so it was the professor. That's right. That's so right. So Joel and the professor. We talked all things, you know, salary cap. What do they have to do on SCN to get us on board? Obviously, our fee is steep. We all know this. We all know <laughs> Dude, this. The thing, I mean, I'm not huge on. I think I even we said it on the fucking interview that like live, live isn't our go, right? Like live radio, like the podcast game's much better for us. Where it's like we can say whatever the fuck we want without like with a safety net of like, well, you know, it's not live. So doing the interviews themselves is always a bit like ugh. But some dribbler sent in. Uh, like an email or a text thing to to the radio station was like ask the boys about whether Phil Gould gave Trent Barrett the tenth. <laughs> fucking, it threw me. I was like, holy shit! They're like, what's the tenth? And we were like, oh my, oh god. my god, mate! The tenth can be found at a sex shop, fellas. That's about all. I shout out to that dribbler for sending that in because yeah. that's fucking. Genius. I think his name was Troy or Chad, and that seems like or the- Trent. Or Trent. No, it wasn't Trent. Troy or Chad. And I think if you're a Troy or a Chad, that's exactly what I would expect for you to send in. Like, it's a very... I was pleased with that. It, it had plenty of Troy and Chad about it. Yep. That's for sure. As the rains as fall. The rain. Look. As the rain comes in. I... I wouldn't be... I wouldn't be displeased, Tom, if they go, you know what? Too wet for golf. Just come and have a few. Why don't we just go to the clubhouse, put your feet up, We'll get some nachos. Music on. Get some get fucking Get these Doritos. bloody acts to work. Put them to work. Put the, And we just sit down and we grade everyone. And we yeah. go, mate, no thanks. Your voice isn't up to it. Or <laughs> you got you can you can make some improvements here, here, and here. So, you're, so you'd be given some like some... some well, I think you some, and I would be running an eye over the cattle. Tom. Right. Well, I, what I would like to see personally, Eddie, is you grade them based on your ability to get the cravat dance going. Like if this, if the music is worthy of cravat dancing, as in if it, if I start to feel something, because the cravat dance, this might shock people, is involuntary. Yeah, you don't control when it happens. So it's like what we do is we sit you near the stage, we get you a cravat, yeah, engage with you just like normal. You know, we just sit there and have a chat. But at some point, the music is going to take hold of you, and you're going to be compelled to get up and start cravat dancing. I will. And the cravat dance is, uh, what's the word? Contagious. Yes. So if we've got a room full of industry heavyweights all cravatting together. Industry that, heavies. That's when you know that the music's good. Yeah. 
So I don't know how we got there. Well, it's a BYO cravat. Uh, oh, the rain. Yeah, the rain. So shout out to SCN. Shout out to Fletch and fucking Joel. Joel. And no, the professor. And the Fletch professor. That's right. It's and good to be on board. Rowe. Great to be on board. Great to be on board. Now, Eddie, when we talk rugby league on this show, we do it. What, thanks- this show? Yeah, this show. Oh, this show? Yeah, this one here. This one you're listening to right now. We do it thanks to our good friends at KO. The home of rugby league. The home of rugby league football. That's where it resides. It resides on KO. Yep. Now, I don't think that I need to convince anyone. Well, if you need convincing, you're a gimp. You're a loser. As so, the power of cup. Man, man, uh, uh, manly. Yep. Friday. Yep. Are we the first game of the round? No, we... there's a Thursday game, Tom. Oh, there is a Thursday game, of course. Well, let me just get that up on my phone, if I may, Edward. That's fine with me, mate. Like, you don't mind if I was to do that, do Friday you? Friday night, 6 p.m., Manly versus the Dragons at Net Strata Jubilee. Worst over. name? Worst name in rugby league? It's the worst name in, in all of rugby league football in the history of the great game, Net Strata Jubilee Oval. It sounds like a, a, a regional boxing title. What's Net Strata mean? It seems like a regional boxing title. Uh, you know, the Net Strata, Jubilee, Oceana, lightweight belt. What the fuck is Net Strata? What is that? I know what Strata is. Just call it Jubilee Oval and move on with it. Is yeah. that a Strata company that's fucking sponsored this thing? Good Lord. Or it's a Net company that's combined with a Strata company to combine, to create to, to, Net Strata. So we got, uh, that's Manly v. The Dragons. Manly hump, manly hump, manly hump. There's, did you hear the yarn that Tommy's thinking of coming back this year? Like, just I not. to Tommy. This is this is your brother speaking. Woo up, yeah. Woo up, woo mate. up. There's no fucking point in risking further injury. Let's get the body right, mate. Let's get the body right so that starting next season. We don't have any more time off football. We're good to go. We're good to go. We're good to go. No, We're I good just, to go. We're I'm good to go. Like, as of next season, 24 games plus finals plus origin. That's what we need out here. Yeah. And we need that for the next 10 years. So you just woo up, bro. That'll be another Daly M season as well. Just woo up, bro. So manly. Manly, manly, manly. Yeah? Ins and outs. Do you want me to do it? Jake, got it. I found it. Jake Trebojevic out. That's, a, that's an out. Well, he's got COVID. Yeah. Now, I don't know if Tobler got those flowers to him. I hope he did. If he hasn't, there's some there's there's trouble. We'll, there's trouble. We'll, we'll follow that up today. Is Andrew Davy out? Didn't he get COVID as well? I didn't know that. Doesn't seem like it. Craig Davy been named in the twelve. Check that. Maybe it's not been updated. But Ruben there, Saab there, Harps there, Cooler there. Tua Pelotu, Foreign, Daly, best halfback in the comp. Kepi, Croker, Joshy, Alloy A. Yeah, mate, we're still fucking ready to do the damn thing. Jesus Christ, Sipley at 13 is interesting. Why would you do that, I wonder? Yeah, five hours ago, Manly Cop's second COVID blow. Fuck me in the ass. Well, I guess Schuster will probably start then. If Schuster doesn't start with Craig Davey out... Well, Andrew Davey's still play. According to the Daily Telegraph, Andrew Davey is set to be ruled out alongside Jake Trebojevic after contracting COVID-19. Trebojevic wasn't named, while Davey's slot is expected to be taken by Josh Schuster, while Ben Trebojevic is tipped to come into the bench. There we go. Keep an eye on that. I don't know how you could report that Andrew Davey has COVID 
and isn't playing unless he does. You know what I mean? Seems he either has it he or either has it. it or he doesn't. And he's either on the side or he's not. Like, I don't see where there is. Does he have COVID? Doesn't he have COVID? It's a bit ambiguous for mine. Yeah. And I don't like it. Ambiguity is. Your ambiguity killed the cat. Know that. The mother of sin. It is. The mother of all evil. Ambiguity. Yep. So that's Manly. Manly will hump. Manly will hump. Manly will hump. And we will. Hump. In their own territory, put an end to the Dragons season, which I'm looking forward to above all. Ending seasons. Yep. That's what turns me on. Now, the Dragons have got Corey Oates coming back, Kurt Capewell, Paddy Carrigan, Payne Haas. That's the Broncos. So, what did I say? You said the Dragons. Oh, I'm a fucking idiot. Okay, this is great podcasting. This is holiday podcasting. This is holiday podcasting. I don't know. What, why? What's, what's with the Broncos? Why'd you bring that up? <laughs> Because I went back to Thursday night and I was just sort of having a look at the game on Thursday. Which is, so tonight's game? Yeah, tonight. Who are they playing? Parramatta. Parramatta. I heard Benji Marshall's first port of call, first order of business, is getting Mitch Moses to the Tigers. Sure. Which surprises me because was it not Benji Marshall that at the start of the season said Luke Keery is going to win the Daly M? Luke Keery. Not Luke Keery, Luke Brooks? Uh, potentially, but that also might have been uh, like... Well, he did say that, actually. He, he said it. He did say it. Benji said Brooks would win the Dalian this year. It's not come to fruition. They put some pressure on that boy. It didn't seem necessary to me to say... To, to put out there into the universe that you expected Brooks to win Dalian because... No one expects that. And it was never. I think happen. I think what have been would have been more reasonable of Benj was to go, I think he holds on to his first grade spot. Mm. You know? I think he I think he starts playing some good consistent rugby league football. That's a realistic goal to have set. I think just interestingly, because there was the the slip of the tongue there that you had where you said that Benji tipped Kiri over uh to Windalium when you met Brooks, but I wonder why, obviously, concussion issues aside, the Tigers could potentially go for Kiri. Or is it like, in terms of the fact that I see the Roosters trying to move on Kiri with Joey Manu being as hot as he is. Like, it doesn't make sense to me. And then you've got Sam Walker, who's the young emergent throbber. So whether the Tigers would pick up someone like that, but then if you've got, you know, the concussion issues are real. It's an interesting question, Tom. I'm not really sure where they're at internally. I don't know where the concussion sort of thing's landing with Kiri at the moment, but there's no doubt in my mind that Joey Manu, based on what I've seen in two games of football, is is playing better than Kiri has this season. He's just he's in just that a, jumper. Yeah, well, you'd probably argue he's a better player generally. Now, I mean, maybe that's harsh. I don't know. Kiri's won three comps. Joey Manu's won. Well, Joey Manu's won two. Yeah, exactly. Kiri's done it from the driving seat, though, I think's the difference. Yes. I I don't know what they're going to do with Kiri. It's an interesting situation, but we do know that the dra- the Roosters have no hesitation in fucking people off. Yep, it's a family club. They look after their own, but they also prepare to throw them away. Yeah, so. they can. Oh, they don't mind. They don't mind being in a... Been a, a favourite son if they have to. Oh, they'll be a favourite son if it comes down to it. Not a problem. They, they're all about morals and family and ethics until the son, the favourite son, you know, gets a little punchy. Or, no, that's not fair. Until the favourite son 
you know, isn't playing that well. <laughs> or there's a hotter favourite son around. <laughs> well, it's just like, you know, sometimes your favourite son changes. You were the favourite. Now I've got a new favourite. Yeah, yeah. And now it's almost like, you know. It's like Woody when Buzz came along, you know. That's exactly what it's like. It's like no one wants to play with me anymore. Andy, no, the Roosters, yep. loves toys yep. or players. Correct. Andy gets favourites. Woody. Yep. Woody was the favourite, which the is Kiri. Kiri. Mitchell Pierce. Mitchell Pierce. Then Buzz Lightyear comes along. Cooper Cronk. Does more shit. Plays better. Yeah. Is a space ranger. Is a has laser. Space. Has wings. Uh, voice activation. Voice activation. He's got a karate kick and shit. Can fly. So, and he does prove it in the first set that he can fly. He can fly. Or at least falls with style. And, you know, all of a sudden. You can't blame Andy. All of us, all of a sudden, you know, you've lost your fucking mind and you're pushing your mate out the window. You know? Yeah, exactly. You're committing, you know, toy aside. Toy aside, high treason, you know? Pushing your mate out a window. Shit that'll get you locked up in a fucking fast track court appearance at The Hague, like. Yeah, or the toys version of the Hague. Now, I don't want to suggest that Kiri is Woody and that he's looking to push Joey Manu out a, a more metaphorical or literal window. I don't want to suggest that. No. I'm just drawing parallels. To one of the great Pixar films. All time. Yeah. And I think we can all agree that the similarities are starting to mount. Yeah. And it's concerning. We're concerned to, you know, we don't like to have to draw attention to it. That's not something that we revel in, but the fucking the facts are the facts. Facts are facts, and I'm paid to give them handsomely. Paid handsomely. <laughs> paid a disgusting amount of money to give my opinion <laughs> on the similarities between Toy Story and the current situation at the Roosters. <laughs> Toy Story one. Toy Story one. Toy Story one. Toy Story one. Toy Story two was about getting Woody back because he got stolen by a big fat guy in yeah. a chicken suit at a garage sale. <laughs> so I don't know how that one works yet. Well, leave well, that. I'll leave that with us. Leave that with us. That might. That's, That's for another Thursday. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We need time to work out what the fuck that means. That's for another Thursday. Um, Are there any other games of note this weekend that we should be uh, paying attention to, Eddie, before we sort of say sayonara, which is goodbye in Japanese for those idiots that don't know? Is it is it Japanese? Fuck, now I'm, now I'm concerned. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. It, yeah, it is. Really? Yep. Sayonara. I just thought it was Spanish. <laughs> <laughs> well, now I'm going to have to check, but I know it is. <laughs> Um, other games of note, punters and dribblers as I run an eye over things. Obviously, the Penrith Panthers take on the Sharks. That'll be a good game. And the Rabbits take on the Storm. First thing people have asked, is sayonara a Spanish word? No, it's not, baby. It sounds fucking Spanish as fuck. That was probably unnecessary no. use of the language there, but... That's all right. Uh, yeah, it's Japanese. I was right. Thank God. I, took, I, was, I did Japanese when I was uh, in primary school. I I reckon most people wouldn't know that it was Japanese if I had to just make an assumption. Leave a uh, it's not in YouTube. Leave a comment on the fucking Instagram if you can be asked. Um, maybe Eddie, but like again, and this isn't to draw attention to your shortcomings generally, but you didn't realize that chickens were sold raw. 
You know what I mean? No, Uncooked. I didn't think I didn't think whole chickens. I didn't know that you bought whole chickens. Right. Yes. Yeah. So, so exactly do you reckon that's linked? Do well, you reckon they're linked? They're linked in the sense that it's not as dumb that you don't know what sayonara is. I don't think it's even dumb at all. Like you just don't know Japanese and that's okay. No way. I also learned Japanese growing up. Yeah, so you're in a distinct advantage. I'm at a distinct advantage. But also like, do you know where Konichiwa is from? Yes. Why do you know that? Don't know. Bonjour. Yeah, but they're like... What? Yeah. You know? So maybe just get a bit more worldly, bro. You know what I mean? Like, I, you know... I know you're from Dubbo and you probably, you know, you hadn't, you didn't even know that other countries existed until you were fucking basically, well, what, 15, 16? Yeah, maybe, maybe a bit older, but what that's okay. The, <laughs> what's the name of that movie, the M. Night Shyamalan movie where they're all living in like a fucking bush? The Village. The Village. Dubbo's a bit like The Village, I think. I really like The Village. I saw it once and then I, I don't really remember it to be honest. I know the whole fucking twist, but. You know the twist? Yeah. Yeah, I know the twist. Yeah. It's a good twist. It's a fucking good twist. It's a really good movie by M. Night. Shyamalan. He hit the ground running. Has he sort of petered out with his Shyamalanian-ishness? I think Shyamalanian's still doing the Shyamalanian thing, but I think that now that everyone knows that Shyamalanian is the Shyamalanian guy, yeah, yeah, yeah. that you're looking for a twist the whole, the time, whole time as opposed to just being lumped on one. Because he was Sixth Sense, wasn't he? Yep. Hell of a twist. Hell of a twist. An all of a twist. Well, it was an Oliver Twist. He also did... Uh, I can't remember. He did some other stuff. <laughs> I can't remember what it's called. I can see it in my... This would be this would be where we'd ask Dave to look it up and then Dave would come up with like Martin Scorsese's fucking history of film. And yeah, like, he did Holy good... shit, he did Goodfellas? He did The Godfather? What, oh, what the, the fuck? fuck? Dave's like, I'm looking at it right now. This is what it is. Also, while I'm roasting Dave, flapjacks are a pancake in America, not a fucking muesli bar, like he told us. Yeah. So, thanks for that. Thank you so much for that, Dave. Flapjacks are muesli bars in Britain and America in Australia, but we don't use the word like that. But the Yanks, flapjacks are a pancake. So, yeah. Yeah. There, there uh, are differences, cultural differences. Unbreakable M. Night Shyamalan did, which was good. Split, where that guy had like 26 personalities. Yeah. Same um, was Glass, okay. Sixth Sense, Old, The Visit. Did he do Signs? That was a good movie. Signs was great. Signs was fucking awesome, dude. That used to scare me to death. I, re- I fucking love Signs. It's a great movie and yeah. it builds nicely and it's fucking scary at the end when you're young. Probably he's made some movies. Has Did he make um, Copper, Copperfield something? Copperfield? No. Not that I can see. Hold on. Dude, it, if this is true, it's bizarre. He did. There's no way he did Stuart Little. Did he? It's saying here that he did as I a director. Well, I don't click know. on Stuart Little and see if his name is that comes up as a director, or is he like a producer or something? See the connection. M Night Shyamalan did an uncredited rewrite on the script, and a very good one at that. The movie Green. Okay, so he he rewrote the screenplay. What became of Stuart Little? The mouse? The mouse, yeah. I mean, I don't think... Look, unfortunately, I think he probably got typecast into a lot of mouse roles. And, I, you know, he probably wanted to branch out, but it's there's there are limited roles in Hollywood because it is fucking elitist and, you know, exclusive in Hollywood. They've got weird standards of beauty. Um, 
but you know that if you're a mouse you're struggling to to find work outside of you know hard and fast mouse characters yeah i know but i don't think that's quite i don't think that's fair or right like he could have played a human at a pinch i don't think it's right eddie like i'd love to see a sex scene between Stuart little and scarlett johansson as much as anyone (laughs) as much as the next guy as much as the next guy or or a gay scene between him and brad pitt look could Stuart little pick up where you know Heath left Heath left off and you know start you know, can he play a role in Breakback Mountain 2 maybe Stuart's revenge <laughs> see him just fucking running a train on Jake in a tent in the mountains <laughs> Stuart's revenge would be hot sweaty work dude it'd be so good he, I mean I'm sure and Jake's could... Jake and Jake Jake's up to it he's a great actor well Jake's a great actor but Jake also I think likes to test himself and Getting fucked by what a mouse. greater test than getting a train run on you by a mouse in the mountains? That's <laughs> fucking hell. That's got Oscar written oh, all over all it. All over, and you know what? From what I from what I do know about Stuart, like he's prepared to sort of you know you know like um, what's our old mate American Psycho Batman Christian Bale Christian Bale yeah who just would you know would do anything to change his body for for a role you know like i don't see a world where stewart would be would have too much issue like shaving himself oh so you're like he's got a bit of method actor about him method actor if he needs to bulk up if he's a marvel character or if he needs to get really skinny like christian bale in the machinist yes or or like uh mcconaughey in dallas buyers all great films, and I see, you know, Stuart's Revenge has been as good, if not better, than those two films. Oh, yeah. Based on what I know about Stuart and and the work I know he could put in for the for the role, so look, we'll wait with bated breath. I think. Yeah. To see, you know, well, just to see if Stuart even ha- listen. Clearly, Hollywood's turned their back on the little mouse that could, but what we're doing here, I guess, is just trying to get him back in the conversation. We're just trying to shine a light on a once great actor who's fallen by the wayside due to, you know, um, Unrealistic an, indust- an, in- an industry that doesn't, that places, you know, perceived beauty yeah. above artistry. Yeah. And as artists ourselves, not here for it. No, nah. no, I'm not. I mean, what, what better than seeing Stuart Little in, you know, a fucking rom-com opposite Hugh Grant and Emma Thompson. Now we're talking. You know what I mean? What if he's a hobbit? Is the rom corp so it's Stuart Little, Emma 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 Thompson, em, Emma Hugh Thompson, Grant, and Hugh Grant? And it's called Three's a Crowd. <laughs> Three's a Crowd, and basically Hugh or, Grant or Room for One More. <laughs> no, I think I like Three's a Crowd, and it's Hugh Grant and Stuart Little. Because in fairness, Stuart's probably the same age as Hugh Grant now. He's They'd be very similar ages. Very similar yeah. ages. Yeah. So it's an elderly like it's an older love story yes you know and they're dealing with they've probably all got kids in the film that they're all dealing with well i think they're alluded they're alluded to yeah they're spoken about and there might be some teary moments there's just some hijinks Stuart and and hugh basically try and sabotage each other as they try to win the heart of emma thompson that's right they're looking for one last love yeah and sometimes you got to play dirty if that's what you're after Exactly. You know, do you want to spend the rest of your days alone? No? I assume it's a no. Yeah. Well, you're going to have to play dirty. Sometimes love 
Sometimes it, it, you know, I'm just trying to think about how the trailer would play out now. Like sometimes love has to be dirty, <laughs> and Stuart's just squeaking. And sometimes away love there. doesn't come easy. Yeah, you've got you've got bloody Hugh Grant literally like setting up mouse traps trying to kill Stuart. <laughs> anyway, we don't want to ruin the. Anyway, ending. hilarity ensues, yeah. and you know, all of a sudden you've got, you know, another Oscar, another Oscar winner. I mean, I'm 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 hesitant to sit here and keep rolling out more gold, Tom. <laughs> Because I feel like we're just giving execs a fucking yeah. short ball to, you know, a billion dollar film. But No, nah, I'm not ready to give that up. No, nah, not all of it. No, nah, not ready. So maybe we fucking pack her up. Mate, I think this is probably as good a time as any uh, to wrap up another phenomenal podcast. Shout out to Stuart Little, Little Mouse It Could. Shout out to all of you as the rain comes back in and we prepare to go play golf in it. Um I guess we'll see you next week. Bye-bye. Could you two just not talk anymore? Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.